Your Mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. Oh, that was a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> how are you, Natalie? Uh, weird. Um, I'm good. Um, feels like summertime. Yeah, we're hot. at the end of quite a heat wave here in Southern California. It was we all, are. It was like nearly 100 goddamn degrees yesterday. Today was a mere like 86 or whatever. Yeah, listeners, if you are also in sunny SoCal, let us know. I just want to, I just want some feedback from listeners. Yeah, I want to know where you live. I mean, people like I still am like baffled that we didn't get more responses about the Thai food thing from a few a few weeks yeah, ago. But I yeah, wanted yeah. we got one response from Steph who listens every week. Hi, Steph. Hey, Steph. Um, about Thai restaurants in Birmingham, Alabama. But I think we already talked about that. Uh, Have you checked the email? It goes to my email, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's not, like, unread emails. Okay, I'm trying to think of calls to action. I think we did a call to action about weddings. Yeah, we'll probably have some today, too. Yeah. Uh, but we're not talking about weddings first. We're, we're, on this show, we talk about an episode of Friends, an episode of How I Met Your Mother. We're in Season 2, Episode 21 of both. Season 2, Episode 21 of Friends is called The One with the Bullies. Season 2, Episode 21 of How I Met Your Mother is called Something Borrowed, but we're going to set aside Something Borrowed by now and focus on Season 2, Episode 21 of Friends, The One with the Bullies. Yeah. So here's what happens. Yeah. We do not open at the park. I don't remember. I don't even remember the last time we opened at the park. You know? Yeah. We're um, at the apartment, Monica and Rachel's apartment, where everyone hangs out all the time. Uh, and... Um, they're watching the business channel because because Monica likes that one of the stocks has her exact initials. Meg. Meg. I'm trying to remember what her we know her middle name, right? Is it Elaine? Elizabeth. Elizabeth? Emily? No, it wouldn't be Emily. No. Yeah. Um But I feel like we know it. Eleanor? I feel like it's Elaine, but it wouldn't be Elaine, right? Because there was like this is the nineties yeah. on NBC. It they would wouldn't be, have a, yeah. an Elaine. Yeah, it would be a little too Yeah. Um, but, uh, they're, they're sitting around Monica, despite being unemployed for months at this point, mm-hmm. um, is still preparing way too much food for all of her friends all the time. Yeah. It's, that seems to be what she does, but they, they have had, a, like, they're having a burger night. Yeah. And they, she made like extra burgers. Yeah. Like, let me tell you, if I was having friends over, I'm making exactly as many burgers as I have friends. There's like an extra burger. Well, she knows that. So Joey like doesn't cook for himself, even though he knows how to cook. He's always over. Yeah, that's true. Breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um, So they're eating and and Phoebe's talking about all the signs that she's seen. The universe is telling her she needs to go see her dad. So this is picking up from. um, When was that? Was that season one or was that earlier? This season. I think earlier this season. Okay. Um, When she tried to go see her dad and and Joey and Chandler came with her. Yeah. So she's decided to try again. She's going to try and go see her her dad because the universe is telling her and all these because she walked past a buffet where they were serving Franks. Yeah. Which like, I don't know. Does anyone. Here's a call to action. Do you call hot dogs Franks? Do you call them anything other than hot dogs? I feel like some people call them Franks. That's what I'm asking the listeners to say. But us. I'm saying that so you I'm just that guessing gonna, that yeah. some people call them Franks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she saw some Franks and then there was a whole thing with chicken and then hamburgers, McDonald's. Yeah. Farm pharmacist, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so we know that her dad is Frank. We know that he 
is a pharmacist. Um, did we talk about... Um, you don't know who plays her dad. No, I don't. Do you want to make a guess? Um, wait, did we do this before? And I... Okay, do, uh, do I want to guess who plays her dad? Oh, I feel like we learned that this episode that he's kind of an eccentric. Mm-hmm. He likes to walk around on stilts. Mm-hmm. Who hmm. would like to walk around on What stilts? might that say about someone? That they're like a circus person. No, if someone's on stilts. Oh, they're short? Yeah, that's a good hint. Oh, so is it like, I don't know, Mickey Rooney? <laughs> yes. Yes, it's Mickey Rooney. He would have been way too old. Um, uh, Danny DeVito? No, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. But keep it in mind. Martin Short? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Joey, I always have to stop. Whenever I... Uh, it's been almost two full seasons watching this show. Whenever I am going to introduce part of the show that is about two of the guys, mm-hmm. I have to stop and make sure I get their names right. And I still did it wrong. Chandler and Ross go to the perk we finally get to the perk there they're at the perk they try to sit in their seat yeah and it turns out a couple of uh douchebags already claimed those yeah. uh, those seats one of them played by nikki cat yeah aka um uh what is it who are you isaac fucking newton <laughs> from Someone to- someone's token some reefer <laughs> oh yeah and that and he's a bully there but i'm saying adam goldberg adam was goldberg Eddie. yes and We'll later talk about a Rabisi who's oh, also right. in Days and Confused. So this is like a meeting of Well, a Rabisi is a Rabisi, yeah. This, yeah. But still, you know, but still, yeah. He was probably on set, maybe visiting. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, the I other didn't want to see her when I worked with the ArcLight. I saw him right by the Celebrity Center. Giovanni right Rabisi? on, yeah, right on Franklin. Um, but anyway, the other bully. He was an Encino man. He was a bully also oh, in Encino man. Peter DeLuise. He looks familiar to me. Yeah, yeah he's I the guy that. that like beats up on uh, Polly Shore and. Okay. Um, okay, so these guys are being uh, jerks about the seat, and then Nikki Cat, who I like, I should shouldn't like reduce him to just being from Days and Confused. Nikki Cat had quite a run mm-hmm. in the '90s of of being awesome in in a in a lot of movies. Um, there's a. Do you ever see the Limey? I did, yeah. Do you ever he's like he's like a hitman or a criminal or something and he's like walking with uh um one of his associates and they walk cuz it's in Los Angeles and they walk past a movie set and he they're just like talking about like the movie set going on and there's a part where like a PA carrying a box walks past him and Nikki Cat just goes, "You have to need that right away." <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Um, yeah, I like him as an actor and he's yeah. also quite the looker. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, um, it feels like I don't really see him in things yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, I feel like he was probably in, what was the last, he's probably in like Tenet because he's been in a lot of Christopher Nolan movies. He's in like, uh, hmm. what's the one insomnia, uh, but he even has a small part in the dark Knight. Um, he's he's in a lot. Anyway, that's not the point. Uh, okay, Monica's aforementioned is still looking for a job. She has interviewed at a fifties themed diner uh, in which they have to um, they have themed 
food and they have to perform in costume um uh and she doesn't want to wear f- fire retardant boobs right but she also doesn't want to have to cook up the laverne curly fries <laughs> laverne and curly fries which yeah. i thought sounded very good right because she doesn't want to lower her standards from right cafe de artistes that's right which was not now i'm trying to remember in season one because you and i talked about it yeah they had an establishment shot and it was an actual like existing restaurant that we that i found that doesn't exist anymore but it existed at the time it wasn't called cafe de artistes no (laughs) um um okay so yeah, so she's mad about like not getting a job, so she's going to play the stock market. Meanwhile, Phoebe actually goes to see her dad, this time with Joey and Rachel mm-hmm. in tow. These, mm-hmm. these friends are such supportive friends. Well, I'd like to, we've talked about before, like, I like all the clever pairings. Uh, you I know, love, like, let's, let's, things about, let's try this. T- about television. Now let's try this. Let's yeah. try this. Yeah. And they all have their own, that's how you could tell, like, it's good, good casting, because they all work so well together. Yeah. You could put... Any two, any three together, and they're going to kill it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, that. That's like I said. That's some like the mark of any great, especially as like an ensemble sitcom. Yeah, is that suddenly you can like you know a character super well, but then like you can have a super store where it's like, oh, Glenn and Sandra are going to have a yeah. story like, and that's yeah. so great. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I talk about Superstore a lot. It's a really great show. It <laughs> really yeah. was. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, this time the sign the universe is sending is don't go see your dad because there's a vicious but very cute little dog. Jack Russell. Little Jack Russell in the yard, and it's like legit. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of show dog this was. Like, it's legitimately like biting Phoebe's like pants. Yeah. And when she like lifts up her leg, yeah. the whole dog comes up. Yeah. With it helps her that pants. it's like a big bell bottom. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, don't, don't like animal actors. Don't, don't, I don't feel good about it, but this dog was a great actor. <laughs> yeah, this dog was very good at his job. Um, so, uh, Chandler and Ross, yeah, I did it again. I had to stop Chandler, Chandler and, and Ross, Ross back at the perk. And it turns out they're still not allowed to sit here. These it bullies was, are still around. It was funny. The first time they went, sorry to interrupt you. They were like. <laughs> coming with their like full racquetball outfit like yeah. oh that was like a long day as if they had just come from playing racquetball but they're like should we just not play yeah yeah like that's, that's the joke, joke is like yeah they didn't actually play um yeah i liked that uh so the bullies are still there and weirdly nicky cat is still wearing the hat like he didn't he didn't take it just to be a dick he apparently actually Loved likes it. the hat yeah and it has a grinch on it, it? has the grinch on yeah. it. yeah which is like juvenile but i I feel like this is, it reminds me of, there's a few episodes ago where Monica was telling a story about like some nerd she went to high school with and like how many times he'd seen Star Wars and like that kind of stuff used to be like quirky, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, this grown man, like likes the Grinch or whatever, or where's the thing? Like it's, it's a quirky part of his personality, but then people have just made never ever growing up their entire personality sure yeah and so it's no longer now it's obnoxious b- right because it's so ever present right you, you know being continuing to be a fan of things that you liked when you were a kid and clearly this is hitting a nerve with me like yeah. this yeah, this yeah. thing of like refusing to 
um, open yourself up to new things. Just like, I want the thing that I liked as a kid to always be with me and keep, this is why like star Wars is still, people are still like, you know, they're, they're just watching the fucking like multiple shows about Boba Fett's or whatever. Well, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kidding. We, no, no, no. And we've talked about this before and I have a theory that it's been intensified during this era of COVID um, because people aren't admitting that they're struggling emotionally and it's a way to self-soothe. That's why like all of these like Star Wars movies coming out and all of these um, properties from the 80s and 90s are so like calming and soothing and like people our age are going to them, you know, and it kind of makes sense. Makes sense to me. Yeah. It's comforting. I, I definitely see what you're saying. I, I definitely think there's something to the fact that people are not acknowledging that we are in and continue to be in and continue to be so far survivors of a, a ongoing global mass death event. Yeah. And we are traumatized as yeah. a culture, as a society, we are experiencing traumatized and this, people are not ag- yeah. acknowledging. That. So I we're in a true. collective trauma and people have myriad ways of dealing with it. And, but I also think this, this, um, juvenilia, Juvenilia. Yeah. Is that a word? Yeah, it is. Wow. <laughs> this ju- juvenilia and this uh, bitter defensiveness of the of, of, of things goes back to pre-COVID. Because remember, like, of The course. Last Jedi. I said intensified. Yes. And we're watching shows that are nostalgic, you know? So, like, we, yeah. this this is something that impacts all of us. Yes, but this I'm saying juvenilia. you and I aren't, you and I are talking about these things, I think, pretty clear eyed you know yeah we're not the people i started to mention the last jedi a movie you and i saw together and and liked um but like the people the way that people were like incensed at the idea sure. that luke skywalker over 30 years of not having seen him might have changed or might have grown as a character or changed right. as a character like no they were like so angry about the idea like no luke skywalker has to be the luke skywalker that i know from the early 80s or like and 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 that's like that's uh that's not how you that's not how you grow you you know well it's like the incels who hated the ghostbusters (laughs) version (laughs) with the women you know, they just hated the fact of it just the very fact of it i mean it wasn't great but like just yeah no yeah. one, they like certain people weren't even going to give it a fair yeah. shot. Yeah, it bums me off that, that movie wasn't great. I feel like I wanted for that reason I wanted it to be great, and it's not awful. It's not like, awful. There's funny stuff in yeah. it, but it's it's not that great. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so it's just weird to me. So Nikki Cat took the hat. He likes the hat. He's still wearing the hat, but also like I don't know. Wearing someone else's hat is gross, mm-hmm. right? I agree, yeah. Do you remember... This is on my mind because it's Ren Fair season again. Yeah. Do you remember the time you and I were at the Ren Fair and we were on that, like... There's, like, a big swing ride? Mm-hmm. And the dude pushing the swing who was, like... Not to generalize, the type of dude who works at a Ren Fair. <laughs> like, you know... Yeah, that's The dirty hippie type. Yeah. Took my hat off. Yeah. Put it on his head, yeah. like did like a photo op, and then put it back on my head, and I'm like, oh, you, I don't um, think you've washed your hair since like two Ren Fair stops ago in like totally. Phoenix or whatever. Well, also there's like when you take like photos at the Ren Fair, they like dress you up in garb, 
Like, I don't want to put on that. Yeah. How many people have worn it, especially in COVID times, you know, like yeah. now that's even more like cringy. I have, there's a picture. I don't have it. Um, it used to be at my grandma's house when all of my little cousins, me and when I, you know, I was the second oldest of all of them, but like we were all little and we all, that entire side of the family took a trip to Branson and went to Silver Dollar City. And they had that sort of thing where it's like dressed up as like an old timey gunslinger. Yeah. 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 So it's like, but the girl cousins are dressed up as like in retrospect. I'm like, is that supposed to be like, like a, a like a or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, but anyway, like, um, we're all dressed up. And the thing is so embarrassing to me for a lot of reasons, but al- almost immediately this picture became embarrassing to me because I realized I, tr- I was trying to do like the cool, like cock that, cowboy hat a little uh-huh, bit thing uh-huh. and in the picture it looks like I'm essentially wearing the hat like on the side of my head I like way overdid it to where it's just like at a 45 degree angle that's very funny you thought it looked real cool <laughs> yeah. but I was like mad that no one told me no one should have yeah. said like no you've you've tipped it too far you've overcorrected it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right um we're so far off yeah uh okay so they um Phoebe still hasn't gone in she's decided you know Joey being the ever supportive friend, Joey and, and talking about pairings, I've said before, Joey and Phoebe is like my favorite pairing mm-hmm. on the show. And um, Joey is such a sweet, supportive friend. And like, tell, it's like, it's okay if you don't go in. And she's just like, sort of maybe just needed to hear that. And yeah. then they start to leave. And then she runs over the dog, which yeah. is very sad. Very sad. But I'll say right now, the dog survives. Dog's I didn't okay. realize in the moment, I was like, oh my God, that's awful. Yeah. Noodles. Okay. Noodles is his name. Yeah. I must have missed that completely. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's sad that she hit the dog. It's also sad that Monica has gone full, like fucking Jim Cramer yelling into the, uh, you know, she's a stock market. Buy, sell. Yeah. yeah. Hi, low. Yeah. Um, uh, so she's gone crazy, but at least we find out the dog survived. But like, uh, Phoebe doesn't want to bring the dog back because she doesn't want that to be the first time she meets her dad mm-hmm. so joey says he'll do it but then it turns out the dad isn't there so vb goes but i'll get back to that um meanwhile um uh i had to do it again chandler and ross are at chandler's apartment trying to make that their new coffee hangout drinking like they make like instant. a powdered uh yeah. cappuccino yeah again the show has established that these two characters in particular are doing just fine for themselves financially they could they could get a cappuccino maker yeah you and i used to have one yeah we do we we got rid of it uh, or is it still in the closet i think it still might be in the closet yeah okay it's not i mean it's not a specifically it's like an espresso oh okay i never um, used it yeah but it does have like a frother which you could yeah. make cappuccino yeah. um it's very fun i'm very look i'm a ham and agar very salt of the earth. I drink Please. my, I drink black coffee. Please. Doesn't need to be fancy. None of this like venti this or grande. <laughs> <laughs> Mocha choca. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dad from 1998. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, P.S. I make you uh, fancy coffee every weekend and you love it. But you, okay. Yeah. But not like with a bunch of weird shit. You make just French straight press. up yeah. black coffee, but it's, good beans that you grind fresh yeah. and make via the French press. Yeah. And yeah, you said I mean, the, the last few weekends I haven't gotten it for different varying reasons. I haven't well, gotten any. I've been needing more coffee. So <laughs> I drink the whole pot by myself. Um, anyway, 
so uh joey's like no you gotta go stand up for yourself meanwhile in a very weirdly brief scene monica has lost all her money and is begging rachel for a hundred dollars and then that scene just like stopped it felt like well it had to show her desperation that's why she but i'm just saying from a comedy writer standpoint i feel like the the writers of friends are good enough that they probably got more out of that scene. My guess is that this episode ran over and they had to cut it down to get to the 22 minutes because as listeners have told us that the, the DVDs have the producers cuts of the episodes that are all over 22 minutes. Right. We're watching what's on HBO max, which are the episodes as they initially aired on NBC, which to me is the real version. But this is very much on brand for Monica though, because she's like extreme. So you can kind of see how she would be like a, gambling addict or you know like anything that she, she's so type a anything she like gets into she's gonna perfect yeah and obsess over uh so anyway phoebe finally goes because she knows her dad isn't there she goes to return the dog um pick the dog up for the vet and return it which and we know how expensive vet bills are eight yeah. stitches and like all that stu- yeah. all that stuff that has to be thousands of dollars yeah even yeah. in the 90s yeah vet bills yeah it's it's insane yeah but yeah um, and guess who answers the door? It's uh, Lorraine Newman, yeah. um, Saturday Night Live original cast member, yeah. and also multi-time guest on my other podcast, Battleship Pretension. Um, That's awesome. I have talked to Lorraine Newman uh, in person at length for hours, uh, so that's very exciting to see Lorraine Newman as uh, Frank Buffet's wife. I guess, yeah. I was going to say I almost said new wife, but they've clearly been married a long time. Yeah. His current wife. And he's skedaddled, right? So he... He left years ago, yeah. we find out. Um, and his he and Lorraine Newman have a son together, played mm-hmm. by Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah. Playing, I guess, a different character than he played when he showed up for that one... Yes. That one line earlier about accidentally... Yeah. He... When... When... When um, Phoebe lost her slot at the perk to Chrissy Hind... Yeah. And she was busking outside, he accidentally dropped a condom in... Instead of some change and then came back for the condom. Yeah. And I said, he'll show up again later. But, um, yeah, clearly not the same character, especially since, like, this character is supposed to be not even old enough to drink yet. Because there's a thing about, like, oh, you could buy me booze. Yeah. You know, whereas um, I had to to look it up. Um, In real life, G. Reiner B.C. would have only been barely old enough to drink at this time Hmm. uh, anyway. Okay. But he has a young-looking face. Yes. Um, Cherubic, one might yeah. say. Yeah, but he's only like 22 or something in this, uh, in at this time. But the character is obviously a couple of years younger. Uh, all right. So Chandler and Ross uh, do go down and stand their ground, and they take it outside with the with the bullies, and then there's a funny conversation about like not in the face or below the belt or take whatever. off the watch. Can yeah, I wear they, this? And then, and then they have to team up because they're watches and keys all get stolen and yeah. they have to chase some some guys some guys down and they kind of make up uh uh over that there's a lot of stuff that happens that i don't want to that i feel like we're going to get to in funniest moments okay. here you know okay but um they make up over uh uh beating up other people together and then the tag at the end is uh the gang goes to see monica at her embarrassing job yeah <laughs> They have to do YMCA on the... Yeah. Which, this is a... Um, like a... 50s diner? No, I'm saying this is a correlation with How I Met Your Mother. 
um, when the gang did the same thing to Lily when she was oh. working at the place where she yeah. had to be dressed up or whatever. Yeah, don't heckle your friends exactly. at embarrassing jobs. Don't don't do that. Yeah. Um, I uh, I never did. I had a I don't know if I was a friend. I had a coworker at the video store who also worked nights as a stripper, oh. <laughs> and I like once joked about like maybe I'll stop by and she was like no you won't <laughs> yeah um anyway so do you have any other uh, stray observations about the episode um by the way I want to say nothing stripping is something someone should be embarrassed of no I was it just was saying, just like, like those boundaries it, of like this would be weird yes like, this exactly. is my That's professional yeah any other stray observations uh no okay Funniest moments, um, I've got a few of them, but the biggest laugh, this is why I'm glad I, I get to go first, because I get to steal oh, one no. from you, I think. I know what it's going to be. Which is Joey <laughs> saying, like, what's the big deal? It's just a tiny little dog. And little the, dog. <laughs> the dog is perched inside the cab window, like, barking right in Joey's inches face. Inches from his face, like, <laughs> inches from his face, like, <laughs> yeah. It's the cutest, funniest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? Um, I, oh, okay. When Phoebe brings Noodle back to um, Lorraine Newman, uh-huh. um, Lorraine Newman is like so sad because like Noodle's all like wrapped up and bandaged uh-huh. up. And Phoebe says, um, yeah, he has eight stitches, but that's 56 to him. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, when when uh, Chandler and Ross make up with the bullies and they're swapping war stories about beating up these guys, mm-hmm. and then Chandler's like, I just wish I hadn't missed it all. And one of them, I think it's one of the bullies, Peter DeLuise, I think, says, uh, hey, any one of us could have tripped over that little girl's jump rope. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like the idea of, we talk about physical comedy yeah. on Friends, and we're We'll get to more in just a second. Yeah. But uh, I like the idea of that they've established physical comedy so well in the show that you could just you could describe something. Yeah. And, like, I totally see that happening. Yeah. Um, speaking of physical comedy in that same scene. Yes, that's what I thought you were going So is this when he, like, uh, I think you're, when he toggles the bully's bolo tie? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was earlier, yeah. Um, um, oh. No, I was going to say, oh, he, I thought you were going to say. When he falls. Yeah, when he Runs out of the perk and trips and falls. Because Nicky Cat still won't give him the hat back. Yeah. So he's like, he grabs I it. grab the hat. He runs on the couch and immediately falls. Falls down. Um, um, I have one yeah. more funny one. Do you have uh, one? I have one more oh, as ahead. well. Um, after Chandler first gets his hat stolen and Joey finds out, he's like, let's go back down there and get it. And Chandler says, forget it. It's probably stripped and sold for parts by now. Right. You laughed at that. Um, <laughs> I like how passive aggressive that is. Yeah. Right. You're like, uh, what, what's his name in Best in Show? Yeah. And I remember you yeah, said that last year. You said that last year. <laughs> um, I don't remember the context of this, but when Monica's in like uh, Gordon Gecko mode, yeah. um, <laughs> Rachel says to Phoebe, she'll be a much better friend when the market closes. Yeah. <laughs> like this yeah. is something that Rachel has like experienced. Like it's already been going yeah, on. it's already been yeah. going on for a while now. Uh, let's move on to friends, but make it fashion. God, I've got a lot. Okay. Uh, yeah. Lot. Um, I think I'm going to have to start with um, later in the episode, after running over the dog when she's like uh, 
telling the rest of the gang, and then Joey <laughs> calls the vet and does a weird voice. But Phoebe is wearing some very fun tights. Oh, yeah, the polka dot tights and yeah, shiny but boots. They're polka dot, but also like kind of kaleidoscopic where they're yes, like, yes. they change size, yes. but in like a pattern. And you could tell by the way the scene was shot, like they were very proud of these. <laughs> like it was like a standout fashion moment. Yeah, yeah, they're very cool. Yeah. What do you got? Um, well, the uh, aforementioned Volo tie. Yeah. Um, bully number two is wearing. Louise, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. The outfit, we, you kind of mentioned it. The outfit that Phoebe initially go, wears to go see her dad is like an, it's like an oversized like blue polyester like suit, like bell bottoms and yes. a long jacket yes. that are like cornflower blue, would you say? is that the, Or was it a little darker than cornflower? I think darker. Um like an, but like maybe like an electric blue, I don't know. Uh, but then she's got a vest under that. It's a, it's this episode for Phoebe. Fantastic. Oh yeah, because in the second scene at the at Frank Buffet's old home is she's wearing like a velvet blazer over a floral dress, which I liked. So yeah. she was killing it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they've the the costume designers have kind of started to steer her away from like just being sort of flower child right. to being more of an overall eccentric. You sure, know? yeah. Um, all right. Um, we... Yeah, wait, I have a couple more. Okay. Uh, we mentioned the bolo tie. Um, that, like, unstructured, checkered uh, sport coat that Joey wears shows up again. I like when show. I like when clothes yeah. repeat. Um, I also like the uh, um, gray... Uh, dress that Monica wears when she wore to her job interview. When she comes back in, she's wearing a, a sort of gray, like, I don't know if it was like jersey material, looked mm, like sort mm-hmm. of like it was like both very casual, but also like clingy in a way that was kind of sexy. Standard shift. Yeah, it was like a shift dress. She looks great in a shift. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, wait, do you have more fashion? Wait, um, no, but I don't have to look up shift dress to see if that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, is a shift like a slip? Um, no, like... No, see, a shift dress, I'm looking at a shift dress, and that's, this was more, not tight, but clingy. You know what I'm saying? Okay, but it's In, kind of like straight down, but because they have, like, great bods, it hugs them. Yeah, in the all right, all right, maybe it is a shift dress. Um, These things are important to me now. Yeah, no, me too. Um, real quick, props to the props department. There's a scene where they're at the... I think they're at the perk and Ross is reading dinosaur magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, that's okay. Um, more on specifics of what people are reading and and then when we get how I met your mother. Oh, okay. I have another props though. Um, please when they're fighting on the very realistic city street, (laughs) there's a, um, like a, a chalk sign in front of the perk that says like live tonight, Phoebe buffet. Oh, and I, I thought it was that. like cute that, yeah, that like, cause we've seen, this is the same fake set we've seen before, yeah. but when they had to go to a wide shot, when the, like the thieves were running away with their watches and, and keys, it looked even more fake than usual. No one would think this yeah. was a real street. You could practically see like the, Edge of the sound stage, like the yeah, sound stage yeah. ceiling back it's there. Not, um, it's it's not definitely great. not made for wide shots. Not great. Um, still a record store across the street. Yeah. I was trying to see, like, if there were, like, Chris Isaac posters or. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what do they have, like, before, like, belly? Yeah. Like, yeah, very 90s stuff. Um, 
All right, well, let's move on to running jokes, motifs, and foreshadowing. We mentioned, speaking of, I don't know if it's a running joke, but a motif of uh, Monica making way too much food for for mm-hmm. the gang, just like mm-hmm. a feast. Yeah. Um, I also like that this episode kind of like challenged their um, entitlement of every space that they are in, you know, like just yeah, because like this is true. where they sit, it's not theirs. Yeah, to other people, they might as well be Nikki Cat, yeah. Peter DeLuise. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, we talked about before, like the alliances and the pairings, um, mm-hmm. that yeah. are very effective. Uh, and then I, I guess it only kind of counts the movie. The movie, the episode does open with them uh, watching, watching bad television. Mm-hmm. They're watching like business you know, news, CNBC or, C- or whatever yeah. it is. They don't. They just call it the business channel. I don't even know if CNBC existed yet in 1990. What, what year are we in here? 96. No, 96. Yeah, spring of 96. Um, should we move on? Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break first. Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back from our quick break, and it is time to talk about Season 2, Episode 21 of How I Met Your Mother, Something Borrowed. Okay, so we're here planning for the wedding. So we start with, um, I, guess, I think we start at McLaren's, and it's, uh, it's eight months before the wedding. So this, this whole episode is a countdown to the wedding. Yeah. So we start at eight months, and they're talking about what kind of wedding they want. They want an intimate outdoor wedding with acoustic guitar and just their closest friends and family, like under 25. And then six months countdown, they um, now have like a huge indoor wedding, triple digit guest list. The parents are involved, inviting everyone. Um, I loved... I don't know. It's not quite funniest moments, but I love the reason why they had to have the wedding indoors. Because Marshall's dad was afraid if the wedding was outdoors in New York City, he'd be mugged. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, 25 people, Marshall's family alone is like half of that. Right? Yeah, I mean, this is the thing that, uh, this is the call to action I was going to say to people. If you had a wedding, did you did you have to compromise for family or did you, were you, because I feel like you and I didn't compromise that much. We did what we wanted. And part of the reason was, if we had catered to family, it would have been so lopsided because I come from yeah. an enormous family right. and you don't. Yeah. So if I like, and I can't just, I either had to go like All or immediate family, yeah. meaning like my mom and my siblings and their significant others or 150 more people because yeah. I can't, I can't just invite one cousin or one aunt or uncle, you know, and it would be yeah. everyone and friends of the family that like, you think they would all fly from St. Louis? Absolutely. They would. They yes. wouldn't be afraid that they would get mugged downtown LA. They probably would comment on it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it would be enough to, yeah. <laughs> to, to keep them away. No, I think, yeah, if my family had been invited, they almost all of them definitely would have come to the wedding. 
Yeah, we had a very strict cap of 85. So it was like kind of difficult with the guest list. We did have to pare it down and like some people didn't have, like if we knew people were, were coming with another friend that we invited, we wouldn't offer a plus one, which I feel like now is like something that you shouldn't do. Um, I guess I think that was more on your side of the friends oh, okay. that happened. Okay. Uh, where you doubled up. I doubled up because I knew that they would go together and they weren't in yeah. significant relationships. It's right. not as if they were going to like not know anyone there. Right. Yeah. Um, but we, we, we made it work. Did you feel there's always more pressure? Uh, I think, uh, on women than, than men did you feel um, did you feel any pressure from either of our families to do things you didn't want to do with our wedding um, no I think my family was pretty uh, chill yeah I think they were pretty chill about things yeah not on the day of the wedding they were a blubbering mess oh yeah your family <laughs> yeah yeah they were very emotional it was yeah, very cute it's very sweet um, yeah. my dad gave the best speech <laughs> <laughs> He's a man of few words. Yeah, it wasn't um, a very prepared no. speech. But uh, okay, so back. Yeah, to but the, I do want to hear from people about their um, uh, wedding compromise stories. Yeah. Um, so now we're at six months um, at McLaren. So everything is going wrong. All of their like plans are kind of out the window. We get a three month piece in the apartment. Um, so now, yeah, they have to have a indoor wedding. It's going to be at the Van Smooten House. And we learned about the Van Smooten House. The Van Smoot. Van Smoot House. Yeah. I'm trying to think what, because it was referenced. I don't know if we went there. Is that? No, I think they must have mentioned it on the show before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the wedding is inside Van It's like a historical uh, mansion, right? With like ground, like beautiful grounds, yeah, gardens. Okay, um, so it's it's fictional. Okay, where is it? I mean, it's with. What do you mean within the show? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, did they have to fly to get there, or no, is I think it in, it's like in upstate? Or yeah, I think it's probably just outside of the the city. But um, yeah, I guess I should have. Um, said before this won't be the last time we hear about the Van Smoot, Van Smoot as, house? A, as a not just a house but the Van, Van Smoot as a wealthy family within the universe oh, of okay. How I Met Your Mother okay um, so we're in um, Lily's like bridal suite it's like a fancy suite um, and they're doing the thing that always bothers me on shows and movies where they put they unpack luggage on the bed which always grosses me out because luggage is like filthy especially if you're like oh, they flying set the they set the itself. luggage on the bed where yeah. you're gonna sleep even if you don't use yeah. the top cover it's just like full of bacteria so it always irks me when i see that um but yeah everything's going wrong for example the the harp player is like past her due date she has a huge pregnant belly yeah so she can only play half the harp notes. <laughs> That's right. And Robin, Robin offers to play the other half because she's a quick learner. Yeah. Is there a harp hero? Yeah, because she's really yeah. good at Guitar Hero. She learned it in a day. Um, can I stop you real quick? Because I have more information about the Van Smoot house within, okay. within the fiction. So the episode, Best Prom Ever, is the one where it came up before. Do you remember 
Marshall and Lily, there was another couple who kept like showing up at the same things and trying to yes. book the same like yes. caterers and van like so they were both going for the Van Smoot house. Okay. And in that episode it is referenced that it is on the Hudson. So I'm guessing this is Okay. Hudson Valley. Hudson Valley. Okay. Okay. Um so I don't know would they drive that's a road trip. I mean no, it's a day I think to us it's like going to Palm Springs or something. Oh okay. Okay. Yeah. Um So we're in Lily's bridal suite and Scooter, a.k.a. Bill, storms in and professes his love to her. Yes, played once again by David Birdka. David Um, Birdka, yeah. Harris, his real life partner. Yeah, Um, and he wants to, he's like, when do we get to the part where he objects to the wedding? So he's like in it to ruin the wedding. Yeah. Um, um, We get a funny, like, Barney storyline where, like, he tries to get things that he wants throughout this whole celebration ceremony and if he says like it's for the bride he gets his way yeah. like a, a massage a drink a phone number almonds yeah. a phone number <laughs> asking you shall receive yeah um so uh, a shoulder rub a i shoulder think rub, yeah. yeah so everything's going wrong for lily um her veil gets destroyed uh the florist is no longer uh joe uh what's his name punches the uh the photographer. Yeah. So Joe Manganiello is back as, um, Marshall's college buddy. Yeah. So they send him to like beat up scooter, but he beats up the camera guy. Yeah. And then there's a reference later in the episode, (laughs) him tackling the caterer. And we never get a backstory on that, which I love. He's just (laughs) tackling everyone. Um, yeah. And he later shows up without a shirt. Yeah. Cause he got sauce on him when he tackled the caterer. Yeah. Cause he got, (laughs) (laughs) okay so lily throughout this whole thing she's like drinking more and more and she's trying not to freak out she's like you know what it's fine i'm gonna marry my best friend i love him i'm so happy i'm gonna be cool she's losing it like she's having like a breakdown Uh, meanwhile we're in marshall's suite and we find out that he um, was going to get a haircut by Lily's cousin. cousin I think. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't want her to cut it too much. Um, and she said, Oh, um, I'll give you some cool guy tips. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I don't need any cool guy tips. But he gave, she gave him frosted tips. Frosted he tips, looked like yeah. a backstreet boy. They joked yeah. about backstreet boy. Um, Barney apparently likes the Backstreet Boys. Of course he does. <laughs> but in a panic, uh, Marshall grabs the, um, uh, clippers clippers yeah. and just clips like right down the middle of yeah. his head which you i don't think unless they're like those are super like industrial professional clippers you can't just do that it no. would get caught up you yeah. need to have short hair to just yeah run. you can't just run it through no. your hair i cut your hair every other week i know i'm saying it for the listeners and it's not that okay yeah um so yeah it looks awful uh, Barney tries to find a solution. So he goes down to the ceremony and uh, Uncle Ben has like a clear, right. obvious toupee. Yeah. And there's well, like that's, a whole... t- it's Ted because Barney goes and tries to use the it's for the bride thing. Right, 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 Ted right. talks to Uncle Ben and Ted he's trying talks. to talk. And... <laughs> um, uh, but then Barney like just steals the 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 wig. By the way, I recognize the actor. Yeah. Who, who played Uncle Ben. Um um, and now I'm forgetting his name. It's Michael something. And the best I could find, um, hold on. I'm going to find his name here. 
Uh, oh, come on. His name is Michael Mantell. Okay. And the thing that I, now, in retrospect, I'm like, okay, I do remember this. In, on Angel, the TV show Angel, he's in the very first episode of Angel when Angel is at a party where he ends up meeting back up with Cordelia in the very first episode. Okay. But you remember there's an agent who's like, you've got a good look, and he's trying to, like, recruit Angel. Okay. That's I him. I don't remember that, but, I mean, But makes... you and I have watched Angel multiple times, so yeah. that's probably subconsciously why it's yeah. in our head that we recognize the guy. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, did you say, I meant to say when, when Marshall shaves his head, or just shaves the line through his head, did you catch, because he says it really quick before getting interrupted, his list of, like, people who look cool with shaved heads... No. He says, uh, you know, Bruce Willis, Michael Jordan, oh, Britney yeah. Spears. Yeah, and then he's like, uh, oh, no. <laughs> but then, uh, but I just thought because the Britney Spears thing would have been very new. Yeah. Like, very new at this time. And also, that's a bit of foreshadowing. I know that she's on the show. Oh, okay. You know that she shows yeah. up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're trying to find something to cover his hair because the toupee doesn't work. Um, there was mention about a... Um, <laughs> Native American headdress. Yeah. Glad he didn't go that glad route. Glad he didn't go that route. So they're outside in the garden and this, uh, like gardener is wearing this, like, I guess, perfect. Yeah. Just gardening in a fedora. <laughs> yeah. His gardening now, fedora. You wouldn't garden in, no, you wouldn't garden in like a, a, a sun hat or a bucket hat or something like that. You right. garden in a, a fedora. <laughs> yeah. But it, it works. And then, you know, of course, in the last episode, we saw that Marshall was wearing a hat to the wedding, and I was like, why is he wearing a hat? Yeah. But now this is Now what. we know. Um, so they end up deciding to... It's, it's a beautiful park, the grounds of the, um, of the Van Smoot Van house. Um, and they decide to have the tiny outdoor intimate wedding that they wanted. So previously we learned that Barney um, got his efficient license. He got ordained. He got ordained. As a um, way to... Pick up chicks at the wedding. Yeah. Of course. Um, of course. Um, yeah. So, so people can't turn them to, people will always have to say I do or something. Like it, it plants in their head that they're supposed to say I do when yeah. he asks the question. Uh, anyway. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm with you that Barney is a creep and some of this stuff hasn't aged well, but some of it's just so silly. It's silly. Yeah. Um, there just happens to be a, a man on a bench playing an acoustic guitar. So it's like, was it the, was it was the, the same gardener? guy? They t- yeah. I couldn't tell. I think it was. But so he just had the guitar. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. He has everything that this crew needs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's very sweet. They don't have their vows, but they just say it off the, off the dome. Yeah. Why they love each other. Yeah. Um, it's a very sweet scene when, like, Barney gets choked up. Yeah. He's very and emotional. there's, like, a little telling uh, scene where um, Ted sees Robin, like, crying. And, like, he's he ha- uh, he's feeling a certain way. And yeah. we don't really know what it is. Yeah. Regret yeah. or getting ideas or who knows. Yeah, probably getting some ideas. We'll find out. I'm sure. Um, so yeah, they're going to get married officially outside. So whatever goes wrong inside, it won't matter because they're always already married and we could, they could just enjoy themselves. Yeah. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. Very sweet. Um, I don't like how, um, in the ceremony inside, he pronounces them man, man and wife or no, Barney pronounces them man and wife. I don't know. I know you don't like that. I don't, uh, I will admit to my like 
patriarchal privilege. I don't even hear it. It's just, it's, it like, it sends like a shock through me. Like, as opposed to husband and wife. Yeah. 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 He gets to be a man and she's now just a wife. Yeah. Yeah. It should be now man and woman or husband, or husband and, and wife. wife. Which makes, cause they're already men and women. Yeah. Yeah. No, I It makes sense. And I uh, feel bad that I never even notice it. Cause I know mm. it always, uh, uh, grades on you. Yeah. Um, should we go, am I missing anything? I don't know if you're missing anything. I wanted to just point out a couple of things. Megan Faye returns as Lily's mom. Oh yes. But I wanted, I, I teased before that it would be important, uh, not important, but I wanted to talk about what something someone is reading in the flashbacks. Robin is reading what I'm pretty sure is the financial times, uh-huh. which is kind of like, Oh, Monica in the stock market. But also I think plays into this ongoing thing that I think Robin is like a Republican. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> she I mean, loves guns. She loves guns. <laughs> Apparently she reads the financial times. Yeah. Um, but then in the next flashback, she's reading the good, the bad and the pugly that this right. graphic novel that right. keeps showing up in yes. this season. Love it. Uh, all right. So yeah, now um, that's all I have. If you want to move on to funniest moments. Um, well, I already mentioned before um, the cool guy tips, a little <laughs> yeah. miscommunication. Yeah. I laughed at that. Um, mine is kind of a twofer. I'm going to do two at, at once. A twofer? Uh, <laughs> um, so Barney meets Scooter, but meets him as Bill or whatever. And then like Lily's freaking out about it. And then Scooter like shows up in the green room. What do you call it? The, where the bride gets ready. Oh, like the bridal suite? Yeah, yeah. Like the bridal the suite or whatever. Staging? Shows up and is like, he... Um, makes his big pronouncement and then Barney's like, Hey Bill. And he goes, Oh, Hey Barney. Um, and I like, uh, that was funny, but also I like later when Bill, when Scooter like flips out and runs past just as Joe Manganiello is walking in, Joe Manganiello says, uh, what's up with Bill? So I just love the idea that Bill was out there just mingling with yeah, everyone. Just talking everyone, to everyone. Knows. Yeah. So yeah, that was funny to me. Um, it was also funny when Barney's, officiating the little tiny outdoor wedding. And he says, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Barney. <laughs> That's very Barney. Um, another, I, I don't know why all the bill stuff is really funny. Yeah. He says like, if you can look me in the eye and tell me you want to marry yeah. Marshall. And then she tries to look him in the eye and he keeps like looking elsewhere. It's yeah. a, another bit of physical comedy from, yeah. uh, from David Birdka. He kills it. Yeah. Very funny. Um, there was some jokes there about, um, I don't like this word, but, um, wedding panties. <laughs> they said underwear in the show. No, they said panties the first time. Oh, the first time. And then okay. called it underwear. Yeah. Um, but we actually see the, it says like property of Marshall and Marshall makes a joke like, how are people going to know <laughs> whose butt that is? Yeah. And then we actually see them and they do say property yeah. of Marshall. Yeah, and they're also, like, weirdly, like, not sexy. They're, no, like, granny they're like, pennies with, like, weird, like, frill yeah. on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, last one for me is when uh, Marshall runs into Robin outside because they're both freaking out, and uh, Marshall says, Lily, you're not supposed to see me, and Robin, looking at Marshall's hair, says, I don't think anyone's supposed to see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it. All, uh, that's all I have for that. Do you want to move on to how many mother would make it fashion? Yeah. Um, I don't love Lily's dress. I think she looks pretty, but I don't 
think it's a great dress. Yeah, I don't this, like Robins either. This episode was hard to like find something good to say yeah. because everyone's like wearing the same thing the whole episode, I guess. Well, I guess there's like flashbacks, but, um, so I'm going to say just something bad. Uh, and it's a pet peeve of mine that I think has kind of gone away post like hashtag menswear in like the sort of menswear revival of like the 2010 or, or so. Um, but in the two thousands, I hate that I hate the way that Marshall's tuxedo is kind of apologizing for being a tuxedo. Like I hate that, that two thousands thing of like dressing down a tuxedo. So he's wearing a tuxedo technically and he's got a tuxedo shirt, but he's got notch lapels, which are more casual. And he's got a long, like a necktie as opposed to a bow tie. And it feels like this was a very, this is very common Hmm. in the, in the 2000s especially of like is a tuxedo but don't worry it's not corny like a tuxedo or like wearing chucks yeah yeah that's that's exactly the sort of thing i'm talking about yeah. whereas i feel like around 2010 there was kind of like a menswear revival and i think people have, uh, since then have taken dressing seriously for a serious occasion more seriously you know it's it's your wedding you're not supposed right. to like be the chill version of a groom like this is an important event and getting dressed up in traditional ways is not dorky or corny it is showing respect for what the tradition means right but some people don't care about those traditions so I they guess. don't but again I'm to. yeah this episode is just me getting off my high or sub or my soapbox yeah. of things that things that bother me yeah um yeah I don't really have anything for fashion all right um Running jokes, motifs, foreshadowing. Uh, go ahead. Um, oh, <laughs> so I forgot to, I failed to mention that like the very final scene is like after Lily and Marshall get married, they're like, where do we have sex for the first time as a married <laughs> couple? Um, obviously in the bathroom. And of course, Ted is in one of the stalls. So yeah. Ted is always yes, witnessing them having sex. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, we get another callback to the who is who's best friend yes thing. best friend Marshall, conflict yeah yes. Marshall in his vows says yeah you're my best friend and then he turns to Ted and says yeah. sorry Ted yeah. and then Barney's like it's okay Marshall yeah yeah I had that too also um similarities with um can we talk about similarities with, with friends uh let's move on to similarities and differences yeah, yeah. what do you got um fisticuffs <laughs> so when uh <laughs> everyone's trying to beat up scooter, scooter. yeah that's true uh, well, I also had something to do with the bullies in How Many Mother are in, in Friends. Hats. There hats. are hats yes. in both episodes as a major uh, plot True. point. True, yeah. Um, on a more serious note, um, both, it's obviously the point of Phoebe's story in Friends, and it's very conspicuously not mentioned on How Many Mother with Lily, but absent dads. Absent dads, yeah. yeah. Um, um, we will... Okay, we we are going to meet Lily's dad. Do you want to take any guesses as to who plays Lily's dad? It's someone you and I are both fans of. Um. Okay, we're both fans of this person. Yeah, it's an actor. An actor, yeah. Um, I need another hint. He's an actor who is very much known. He's also an actor and like comedian and writer. He's a very funny person and has a 
he has the type of sense of humor that is very it's kind of cultish but you and I are both big fans of this guy writer because I was thinking Kyle McLaughlin <laughs> no but spoiler Kyle McLaughlin will show up on How I <gasps> Your Mother really <laughs> yeah maybe I knew that subconsciously subconsciously yeah uh, no um, okay I don't want to guess anymore okay okay all right he's he was on a show you and I were watching at the like binged like right at the beginning of the pandemic he's been a guest on the best show with Tom Sharpling someone you and I both really like all right that's it should we, do you want to take any more guesses or should we move on to, on to playing favorites um let's move on to playing favorites okay okay uh all right three two one how friends. i met your mother yeah this was a they're both very good episodes yeah yeah but, this uh, wasn't like an obvious because i i love a field trip as you as you know yeah that's true um, I love an event. Well, they both had field trips. They both have field trips. Yeah. 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 yeah both to, um, I think, okay, here's another call to action specifically for New Yorkers, New York, I mean, New York city dwellers, but also New York staters. What exactly is upstate? Because I, I think it's a thing like, you know how, Angelinos think that anything north of Santa Barbara is like Northern California, <laughs> but no, really it's like, no, like don't. San Francisco is like halfway up the state. You know, yeah. I think, I wonder if it's a similar thing where like do New York people who live in New York city think of the Hudson Valley as upstate, but really upstate is like Buffalo, Ithaca. Yeah. And Buffalo and, and that sort of stuff uh, up there. Um, New Yorkers, let me know where upstate is and what misconceptions there are about where upstate is. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's not really about why I like the episode better. It's just, it's how I met your mother. It's a show that it's closer to me and having a, an episode that it was both very funny and very sweet. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. They were both good episodes. Both good I episodes. Thought. Definitely. Yeah. I don't really have any problems with the friends episode. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. It's a segment called, How Were We Doing? And this is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days that these episodes aired. So, um, Friends, Season 2, Episode 21, the one with the bullies, aired on Thursday, April 25th, 1996. Um, This was... uh, the let's see um okay that's not real uh bring in the noise bring in the funk opened in the ambassador theater in new york city nope yep uh but uh on a sadder note uh saul bass died this day um if you don't know who saul bass is you probably do unless you're like very young he is one of the most important sort of graphic designers in the history of film and in moving oh, images like yeah. you think about opening he did opening title sequences oh. for a lot of um alfred hitchcock movies yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and okay. also Otto preminger movies you ever seen the man with the golden arm which i don't think you i don't know if you've seen 
that. But uh, the Vertigo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Poster. So, yeah, and he also directed um, at least one movie uh, himself. But he's seriously like an incredibly influential yeah. artist, and and he passed away on this day. Um, West Side Story too. Yeah, yeah. All you know, these these like opening title sequences for movies when they used to have opening title sequences, yeah. which is not like as common anymore. I yeah. liked that about Deep Water. I know you didn't like Deep Water as much as I did, Natalie, but I liked that it had like like the credits didn't just like the main thing I and mean, the thing that happens now more often than not in movies is what we in the in industry called main main on ends that you don't even get any opening titles. It's just at the end you get like, you know, Ben Affleck on an arm right. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but Deepwater actually had like it had like the movie started and then it had like a little like sequence that wasn't part of the story. It was just like a sequence of images and it had like the snails or whatever that he keeps with, yeah. the, with the titles over it. I'm a sucker for that, that well, like, kind of stuff. I like well, an actual title sequence. There are a lot of like 80s movies that start off with like cartoons as the opening right. sequence. Yes. For like, for example, um, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead no, has that's one. A good one yeah. Troop Beverly Hills has one. Okay. Does the um, money pit have one? The money pit does not, but better oh. off dead has one. Okay. You know, I've never seen better off dead. Really? I know. Um, anyway. All right. Um, top five songs in the U S that day at number five, Coolio one, two, three, four. Get your booty on the floor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at number four, Alanis Morissette's ironic. Huh. We talked about it last week, I think. Um, and number three, Tony, the Tony Rich Project's Nobody Knows. And number two, Mariah Carey's Always Be My Baby. And of course, hanging on to that number one spot, Celine Dion's Because You Loved Me. I, uh, I watched, speaking of movies, we're doing a lot of movie talk, or I am doing a lot of movie talk at you. Um, I watched the uh, the new film Aileen, which is a very lightly fictionalized uh, biopic of Celine Dion. is based on Celine Dion's life. It's a fictionalized character. And what makes this different? <laughs> that the writer, director, and star, who is a woman in her mid-50s, plays Celine Dion throughout her life, meaning from the age of five. She's <sighs> like using like like superimposition of faces, the, the like graphic and then like, um, uh, forced perspective. Like, there's one part where she's literally like looking over like a table, and it's just like clearly there's a 55 year old woman kneeling on the oh floor, God. just peeking her little Ugh, head over the table. That's the thing of nightmares. <laughs> the thing is, the movie like I, that makes it sound crazy. Yeah, but the thing is, the movie is actually a pretty like boring, lame, superficial biopic for the most part. That's the only thing. And like that that part of it like gets old pretty quickly yeah it becomes more interesting if you like know stuff about Celine Dion and know like oh this movie is 100% on board with her this isn't this isn't like an unauthorized biopic because they're being scandalous it's the opposite this is a fawning movie about mm. Celine Dion that doesn't even question you know that she married a man who she met when she was 12 and he was 38 yes <laughs> um yes Anyway, um, so that's what happened that day. Season two, episode 21 of How I Met Your Mother, Something Borrowed, aired on Monday, May 7th, 2007. And um, I normally, like, try to... 
steer away from like bummer news, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, can't uh, avoid it war stuff. But this one is Los Angeles specific, so I want to remember. Do you remember this? Um, a senior officer of the Los Angeles Police Department is demoted, and sixty-one other officers reassigned after an inquiry into the handling of a May Day protest. Do you remember this? Like in two thousand seven, when there was like a immigration rally, and yes. the cops like went as they did again in 2020, yeah. like turned into fucking Nikki cat and Peter DeLuise turned into a bunch of like violent yeah. bullies yeah. and beat the shit out of some yeah. people. Police brutality yeah. for people peacefully protesting. Yeah. Because they like, they're probably people of color. Yeah. But I, I just feel like police, you know, to generalize, I think I know this isn't true across the board, but I think a lot of people become police because they have a chip on their shoulder. They have something to, to, to prove and um, protesters merely not cowering to them is enough to piss them off. Yeah. That's what, that's how it seems to me. Yeah. That's how David sees it. Yeah. Uh, um, top five songs in the U.S. this day. Uh, at number five, Neo's Because of You. Okay. Uh, <laughs> at number four, T-Pain's Buy You a Drink. And then in parentheses, Shoddy Snappin'. <laughs> I don't know, but okay. I like it. Uh, at number three, Timbaland's Give It To Me. At number two, which I think was at number one last week, Avril Lavigne's Hey, Hey, yeah, yeah, I Don't Like Your Girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and then a number, debuting at number one, Maroon 5's Makes Me Wonder. Hmm. I don't know that one. No. I know, what was the first Maroon 5 song? Um... So like I know moves like Jagger, but what was the first one that like they <sighs> hit that I feel like I don't remember. I've never been a fan, obviously. Uh, oh, that's going to that's going to kill me because I yeah, I've also never been a. Uh, oh, she will be loved. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. There's a, oh, no, this love. This love. No, that's. This thing is breaking the da She said goodbye. goodbye to me. Yeah. I was like going into like um, Santana and yeah. Matchbox 20. Yeah. Uh, but, but like, I hate that song too. Yeah. Same, same category. <laughs> um, all right. Now I've lost track of where. Okay. Oh, now we get to. Then our final segment, which is called Challenge Accepted. Okay. And this is where Natalie has to vamp. Oh, uh, organic date syrup, organic shelled hemp seeds, kitsch, kichari. <laughs> what is kichari? Is there a description there? Um, yeah. Is that the little flakes? No. No, let's see. Okay. We're ardent appreciators of comfort food. Here at Trader Joe's and Kachari may just be another mother. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a typo? I still don't know. Can I? (laughs) Okay. It's a mix of amaranth, oats, brown rice, and millet. So it's like a rice blend. Okay. 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 All right. So this uh, segment is where we make predictions on what's going to happen next week on both shows uh, based on their titles. Okay. Um, so next week, 
the Friends episode, season two, episode 22, is called The One with the Two Parties. The okay. One with the Two Parties. Um, I feel like, because when we're getting to the end of the episode, next week is the finale for How I Met Your Mother. You mean the season? The, yeah, sorry, the season. You're right. Um, next week is the season two finale for How I Met Your Mother, but as with season one, there are more episodes of Friends. Okay. Are we going to do Mystery Diners? We're definitely going to do Mystery Diners. <laughs> um, but uh, so I'm going to say because we're getting towards the end, I'm going to say this is going to be a Ross and Rachel episode. Okay. I'm going to say Ross has a work party and Rachel has... Wouldn't be a work party because she still works at the perk, right? Right. But I'm going to say, oh, wait. What if it's Ben's birthday? I'm not, I'm not going to specify. I'm going to say, okay. Ross has a party he wants to go to. Rachel has a conflicting party okay. she wants to go to, and they try to do both. Okay. Okay. So, oh, we have to look at how we did last week, though. I forgot. Yeah. So you, I said Joey and the Chan Man join a gym, but are getting harassed and harangued by the muscle-bound Adonises therein. That's not what happened. No. Um, <laughs> you said an 11th hour snafu threatens Marshmallow and Lilypad's nuptials. And then you said old traditions die hard. Yeah. I don't remember what that was about. Um, I don't remember either. <laughs> Something about the something borrowed thing. Yeah. In any case, you so, clearly got it. So something borrowed was the hat, right? Uh, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah. 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 But they didn't discuss old, new, borrowed blue. No. That's just the name of the episode. No. So but I'm kind of only partially right. It, but I would say you got it. Okay. Which, which means we're tied. We're tied. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to stay tied for the rest of the I think, season. I think that that's fair. Okay. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, okay. And then I said, oh, no, you, they, uh, sorry. So for next week, my prediction is Ross and Rachel have RSV'd them peas to conflicting shindigs they try to make an appearance at at the the both of them okay okay (laughs) is it more calls to action Whose favorite part of the episode is when I slowly <laughs> read out loud what I'm typing? And should I vamp while you're doing it? Or no, that's part of the fun. I think to for like... me it's become the joke to like say what I'm saying, what I'm typing. Okay. But I don't know if anyone enjoys it or not. I enjoy it. Okay, so the season two finale of uh-huh. How I Met Your Mother. Uh-huh. Can you guess what it's called? What comes after Something Borrowed? Something Blue. Something Blue is the name of the episode. Oh, okay. Um, I think something blue is going to be like someone having the blues, like post-wedding blues. Okay. Right? Okay. Someone being depressed. Okay. 
Um, Do I have to say who? Someone has come down with a strong, strong case of post-nuptial depression. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think we've... Um, Locked it in? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's it. You can find... Uh, thank you for listening. You can find this episode uh, in this podcast, wherever you find podcasts, wherever you have found this podcast, uh, you know, wherever you did. Rate and review, of course. Natalie will say more about that in a minute. Um, but you can find posts for every episode at battleshippretension.com. You can leave comments there. Uh, you can also email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Uh, battleshippretension.com is my other podcast. If you want to read my review of Aileen, um, <laughs> you can find it there. Um, uh, and then uh, I feel like there's a third thing that I was supposed to say. But uh, oh, yeah, you can email me. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Davey Pretension. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, remind the listeners where they can find you on the internet. Um, on the internet, no, but you can find me at the Renaissance Pleasure Fair tomorrow. <laughs> this episode will have already aired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah. Right, well, we'll, we'll have gone before this episode. We're recording early. Yeah. Um, because of the Ren Fair. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, if you like this episode, tell your friends, tell your mothers, rate, review, subscribe. Um, let us know what you think. If you had nuptials of your own or if you attended one that you enjoyed, let us know. Yeah. Um, tell us some wedding stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your guest count. And if you had struggles with your guest count or being a second tier invitee, you know what's weird to think about like um like when you invite people with the plus one you invite like your closest friends and family and then often like some, some guy or yeah. something like so yeah. like i like being a rando at a wedding because there's like yeah. very little responsibility and i could just drink yeah. and have fun because i like i think i'm not gonna name any names but like i invited someone that i worked with at the time who was a friend of mine and then she brought another friend from work now she doesn't work where i work anymore but he still does so like sometimes i like see him and have that thought like that guy was at my wedding that guy listened to my most intimate (laughs) like um anyway um yeah so we're all good until next time see you at Café de Artiste, 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 Artiste. <laughs>